Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New. From Jurassic 5. And you're checking out the library with my main man, Tim Onicole, on www.rapstation.com. Dear one and only. Welcome to At the Library with Tim Einenkel. I'm here with Devon Glover from the Sonic Man Project. When in this race with fortune and men's eyes, I all alone be weak, my outcast state, and trouble death heaven with my Devon, welcome to Andy Don't Stop Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me, my man. Thanks for having me. All right, so for the people that don't know, what is the Sonic Man Project? It was created by the producer R.G. Shaw. Um, he had this idea of mixing Shakespeare with, with music for about 15 to 20 years. He's been chopping the idea around, and by fate, um, he he uh, met he met one of my friends at a, at a seminar. At the time, I was working with Flocabulary, um, that's teaching students through hip-hop, and my friend, my friend um, let Argy know about my, my, one of my situation, and you know, we he, he she set up the meeting. Um, just you know, he he said he just wanted to make. He, when we met the first time we met, he said he just wants he wants to make you know something catchy and something educational to to music. And I, I believe I, I can make. What it, I mean, I did tell him I believe I can make you know any any beat anything you know sound good to to a beat you know, musically. And you know, we from there we worked on. He, he wanted to bring Shakespeare to the schools, and why? Why start um, with why not start with Sonic? They're the smallest piece of work that he has. Um, only 14 lines. Um, students can can learn that easier than you know, rather than trying to break down a novel or a play. I mean, for, so we we've been we was on the studio for all of 2010, just perfecting the, the first CD and you know, learning about Shakespeare. I walk around with the 900 page book. Um, just talking about Shakespeare's life and his. So, what was the toughest part of uh, making? I guess making a full song out of fourteen lines. The the hardest part, um, I think, the the more the more material you have, the more you you have to work with to write with. Um, with fourteen lines, you really gotta you know. I, I believe read between the lines, and you know, uh, and, and you got. I think you have to be more in, de- in, in depth with, with that because, you know, each line is, is more powerful. And, and you seem to do that in uh, uh, the track uh, Sonic Sonnet 18. You uh, The first verse is Shakespeare, the second verse is you, and the third verse yeah. is kind of a 
It sounds like a, like kind of a call and response between you and Shakespeare. Shall I compare V? Shall I compare V? Shall I compare V to a summer's day? Shall I compare V to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometimes too hot. You know, the first, my first breakdown was more of like a paragraph, more of like more like a spark note, spark notes. Right. And the, the third verse is more like, you know, this is more detailed. This is like, you know, the, the lines that I thought was in, the, the lines that I thought were important. You know, I, I put them line for line and show them that, show how we could break down each line, line for line. You know, just 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 more in depth breakdown. Like the third eye in the sky Sometimes you hot, the eye of heaven shines We could form a bond so hot you and I Sometimes you hot, Do you do that uh, type of, uh, I mean, is that basically how you uh, construct all the sonics that you've done? Or, I mean, are they, depending on the sonic, is it different? Uh, do you take a different well, approach? Yeah, it, it's all about, yeah, it's all about approach, see. Um, I work with my, my producer, Daniel Linus, and... RG and also the vo- my vocalist who who um, connected me and RG Melissa and Mark. Um, we 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 sit in the studio and you know in, in terms of you know order and melody, you know it's it's a collective idea with you know how we do it. Um, Sound of eighteen just happened to be my idea where we you know I, I just thought it would be a nice way to. Um, you know, makes it in because we use the DJs. You know, we had a DJ scratch this in and we wanted to make it more hip hop. So, you know, that that was the feel. So that was like, that was the first song that we we recorded, mm-hmm. and we wanted to make it make it hip hop. You know, so we figured we wanted to do a call and resp- that call and response is actually with a DJ. But then there are other songs where we where we use um like where we use a uh, different type of. Uh, literary terms like for instance uh, I have a song about my mistress my mistress eyes are nothing like the sun coral is far more red than her lips red if snow be white why didn't her breasts are done if hairs be wires black wires grow on her head I have seen roses damaged red and white with no such roses see I in her cheeks and in some perfume so after we we did the Shakespeare verse the first verse was Shakespeare's verse the second verse was my, my my spark notes, <laughs> my breakdown, and the third verse, I just I broke it down again, but I did it in a fun way where I um I used alliteration, uh, I used I put um, mistress, I used a lot of words that began with M I S, you know just to just to have fun with words, just to show children you know a, a different a different way a different a way you can interpret Shakespeare. When someone comes to the Sonic Man performance. What would the audience experience? What would they hear? What would they see? Well, you would for a Sonic Man performance, you're gonna you know, you get a look. Uh first first and foremost is educational, you know, because you're gonna learn Shakespeare. And then you get a couple personal songs, you know, just just about, you know, my story, um, Devon Glover's story and and, you know, just how it intertwines with Shakespeare, how What's your what's your uh, what's your favorite sonnet? What, what what's the favorite your favorite sonnet that you've done so far? Uh, my favorite sonnet is one thirteen. Um, you know the 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 old poets back in the day they used to uh, 
have dishes for each other. So um, <laughs> um, I, I can't think of I can't think of the poet's name right now. But um, he has a poem about how how beautiful and how perfect his mistress is, or how beautiful and perfect his wife is, and how he can't live with he can't live without it because you know this she doesn't have a flaw. So Shakespeare's 130 is a parody, you know, basically this is his poet. Uh, he's talking, he, he's talk, He's mentioning all, uh, in 130, Shakespeare's mentioning all the flaws about his, his mistress. And what he said, he still love her. You know, even, it's the flaws that make her perfect, basically, what he's trying to say. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was fascinating because, uh, you know, in the 1600s, they were dissing each other through, <laughs> through uh, poetry writing. Right, it's like, a, it's like a kind of a weird battle rap, but on yeah, paper. Yeah, it's a battle rap. But, uh, the first thing I thought when I read it was, you know, <laughs> was when they, uh, you know, putting these in a bottle and just sending it on the sea, on yeah. the sea, like, <laughs> send, it like send this to him, send this to Alexander. Shakespeare's like, what? You're battling me? Do you <laughs> get know? a response for like six months. <laughs> like, All right, I got it. <laughs> Send one back and get a response back like half a year. Like uh-huh. Devon Glover, thanks for joining us on And You Don't Stop Radio. How do how can people get in touch with you? How can people get more information about you or the Sonic Man Project? For more information on on Devon Glover, the Sonic Man, you can check the website thesonicmannyc.com. Um, you can check my personal website uh, devonthedar.com. That's D E V O N. P-H-E-D-O-N dot com or you can email me at do you know Devon at gmail dot com I just get a little misty. Hope is thinking about her. Can I speak about her? I can't be without her. I can't breathe without her. Not myself. I cannot be me without her. I feel sick without her. I can't live without my I S T R E S S. Clear my S T R E S S. M I N Love Y E S. M I N Love Y E S.
You are tuning into the library with Tim Inico, rapstation.com. What's up, y'all? This is Tim Inico. Welcome to Andy Don't Stop with Chuck D. This is my segment, The Library. Today, I go outside the library and interview Illis, who has a new album out called Family First. Why, why, why call your album uh, Family First? I started Family First as we were wrapping up uh, the last album, For Adam. And um, my wife and I were just planning our family, and when we got pregnant, you know, you had to kind of come to terms with that, you know, like from now on, it's no longer about me, it's about oh. us. And uh, I really wanted to capture that time period of the pregnancy through birth and a series of songs. And um, it just kind of happened naturally it just can made sense you know once you realize you're having a baby it's everything kind of focuses on that and um and as well as the music so anyone that follows you on twitter on facebook um even even this album you you know your 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 son is one of the or the most important thing to you so just as an artist how has your 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 rapping your writing how has it changed since the birth of your son i mean is your lyrical content different or do you do you really have to look out for what you say you know stuff like that technically i don't think there's anything different that i'm doing now except now i have to kind of maximize my time better since i get very little free time to mm-hmm. write and record in regards to inspiration there's always something new and wonderful to be inspired about as a father um, and as a husband and anyone who's you know has a family knows that there's an endless amount of topics <laughs> you know uh, people make careers on you know talking about their family whether it's o Cosby or you know comedians or whoever um, it really makes you just look at the world differently than when you're just some rapper trying to battle other rappers and mm-hmm. rap about other rappers and so forth and so on so in, in Surprisingly, I don't necessarily feel like I've had to tone anything down or change anything. You know, I, I feel like I've been going in this direction for a while in regards to um, you know, lyrical content, you know, not cursing a lot and, you know, finding the right places. And if I do curse, and actually, well, funny enough, this album has the most curses out of the last two albums, oh. <laughs> three albums. Yeah, so I think each, I think, Feel Good Music and Fam- and Four Adam each had one. I think this. I, I think there's like three curses on it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is, or a couple of them are not even from me. It's from you know some of the guests, which is fine. Um, I didn't want to you know have anyone have to you know stifle any of uh, anyone else's creativity. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't really worry about about the content too much um, when it comes when it comes to this. It's just you know I I, I try to speak truthfully and passionate, passionately about um, what I do, and, and hopefully that comes through in the music. And I want to go into, I mean, you, you like you mentioned, you have a, a slew of, you know, guests. You have, you know, Johnny Juice, Bell, Blueprint, uh, J-Live, I mean, all these people. When, when you do an album like this, uh, do you, and you, you know, you pick and choose who you would love to have on the album, do you, like, present to them, I mean, like, kind of like a, like a weird uh, PowerPoint presentation of, like, what the concept of the album is and then hope they kind of write around it. And then, and then also if they do write something and you don't necessarily like where they're going with it, do you, I mean, what do you have discussions? Do you, I'm not censor them totally, but do you ask them to rewrite? I mean, how does that process work? Um, luckily the, the people that I collaborate with, it's always people that 
I know through some other avenue or, or I've connected with, you know, through the industry or through artwork or, or, you know, something outside of just, you know, contacting them and saying, hey, do you want to, would you be on my album? You know, and then they're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I always work with people that, for the most part, I always work with people that I have a personal relationship with or, or know through, you know, other friends or some connections. And so when I approached most of these artists, I say most because one of the artists is a new artist, Chewy, and, and we, um, I connected with him through somebody else, and it was basically my first time, you know, working with him, and uh, it was a great experience. He's an amazingly talented young guy, and, and someone everyone should definitely watch out for. I feel the girth on my shoulder blades, post-revolutionary thinking there'll be colder days and how we can expose the fake. Wish I could remove the face of Congress or abolish government because they control the state to make us dig our own graves. Then they take our homes away. Looking someone old to face, smiling, tell them fit for themselves. Go make 401k. We keep pushing, but we rolling out of rollerblades. I keep kicking for freedom now before it's going today. But everyone else, you know, I've kind of had some, you know, working experience with and um, I, I've never had to ask any other artist to rewrite anything. Hmm. Um, I, I, you know, they're all professionals. They're all, most of them are way more established than I am. Um, so I, I, I would never feel comfortable saying, hey, can you rewrite that? I, I do, um, once, you know, they decide that, you know, we're going to work together, I do present a, a theme and an idea and, um, you know, the concepts. And then I just, have them go, you know, run with it. So um, it's all up to them as far as where they take it. And and you mentioned themes, and you know, you 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 had kind of a th- you with uh, Four Adam the um, the album prior to this one, mm-hmm. and uh, this album you have a theme to it. Is I mean, is, is, does that as an artist help you? Is that, is that does that a little more help for you to have an album that actually has a theme? Or I mean, is there a reason behind? themes because some albums just don't have any theme they're just like you know one track here one track there here's a hit single stuff like that i mean is that how is this just does that just help you to write as an artist uh definitely well sometimes sometimes when you once you set a theme it's hard you know you may get inspired to do something completely different and then you're like hmm well this doesn't fit you know i have to kind of stick to the theme so i I don't know about easier or or you know whether one's more difficult than the other but basically you know i come from a time period when albums had themes that's just the way i like to craft you know my work you know whether it was you know fear of a black planet or bdp's ghetto music blueprint album um gay assholes three fight high and rising you know these were albums that you know was you know they, they were very thematic and all the songs you know had something to do with each other and they had a, a, a similar vibe and a lot of the albums you know back then they were produced by one person and, you know, so you had that, that consistent vibe. And I just really love albums that collect a period in time in an artist's life. You know, songs that relate and flow together, that capture a period in time, you know, that other others generations later can experience and connect with. Um, so when I decided to do, you know, if I'm going to put all this effort into making an album, um, which to me is a collection of, of songs, um, you know, I, I want it to mean something and not just be like, you know, 16 tracks of just random rapping. Right. Because you know, that bores me as a, as a fan and as a listener. So so I try to not do that. Uh, I want to go into uh, one of the people that you, you know, uh, helped co-produce the mix of uh, DJ Johnny Juice. Yo, what's up? This is... This is <laughs> DJ 
Donnie Juice. Donnie Juice. Donnie Juice. Chilling right now with my boy. Once again, as you were creating this album, I was following you on Twitter, and I remember, I highly remember it when I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning, very uh, extremely positive, you know, just a positive, you know, vibe view view of Johnny Juice and saying that, you know, he pushes, he's like, he's a producer like no other, he, he you know, he pushes you, he makes you, he pushes your limits, but he pushes you to the limit, not in necessarily a bad way. Right. Um, so... If you can, I mean, just can you discuss what it's like working with Juice and kind of how is he different from other producers? Um, well, Juice is a legend, and he's worked literally with the best in the business, you know, Public Enemy, Slick Rick, Beastie Boys, Leaders of the New School, and Son of Berserk. I mean, these are on a whole other level. These are the, the, the top-tier you know, artists. And he's seen and heard it all and knows everything there is to know, and he's not someone that you can bull****. So. You have to come prepared and be professional and be ready to work hard. And because Juice will tell you straight up when you're being when you're whack. You know, he'll tell you something isn't working and he'll he'll just make you, you know, work until you get it right. And I love that personally because, you know, when you as an artist you're you know, you write your song and you come up with all these ideas in your head and then you get to the studio and you're working with the producer and the engineer and you know, you basically created an idea in a bubble in your own head, which, you know, you think is, you know, amazing. And then you, you get there and, and, you know, you record. And your, you know, your average producer may not, you know, care or may not be concerned with bringing out your best. And they may not say anything. Maybe, you know, not that they're being dishonest or, or not genuine, but they may just, you know, think it's okay to let you do what you do and, you know, so forth and so on. Whereas, you know, Juice is very opinionated because he's been around so long, and he's like I said, he's seen and done it all. So he'll tell you, you know, how he feels, and that'll, you know, you know, for some artists that may, you know, frustrate them or you know, they they may get down about that. But for me, it pushes me to be better, and and that's why I like working with other people. Otherwise, I would just you know produce my own songs and sit in my own studio and you know release music and you know not care what anyone else thinks. Right. But, I like working with other people because they, they do inspire and push you to, to be a better artist. <laughs> Honey, I got rhythms I haven't used yet. Speaking with that, LA's uh, new album is called Family First. The first time I heard your stuff was uh, from your last album for Adam, and okay. I think what blew me away was uh, what you did at the end of the track, Red Dawn. And um, as you pointed out to me earlier, um, in the email, you originally did this at the end of Old Friends on Feel Good Music. And what you did was you did acapella. Right. Um, so I want to go into, in this new album, for Family First, um, Eyes of a Child, you did it again. You did uh, acapella. So I want to know, why Why do you have this theme of acapella? Something I started on Feel Good Music, and as you mentioned, I wanted to keep it going. Um, those were basically verses that I loved that just didn't make it into song format. So actually on For Adam, Red Dawn was actually one of the three verses um, for the original song that was Born Criminal. Um, I had written Born Criminal years ago. Those those verses were very old. And um, when I actually got the beat for Born Criminal, I rewrote it completely, and it's a completely different song. But I wanted to to use um, that verse in particular. Um, And I started doing it because I felt like it gives the listener 
gives the listener like a rest in between songs. Mm. So originally, the in, on Feel Good Music, the first acapella comes right after Old Friends, and there's you know a series of songs. I believe that's the also the third or fourth song on the album. So I kind of just wanted to give the listener a rest, kind of slows things down for a moment, and allow some breathing room, um, you know, during the listening journey. I don't really like skits on albums. Mm. There are, there are a few artists that could really do skits really well, you know, Basel, Master Ace, and to me those are really the only two that I enjoy. Uh, anyone else gets, you know, irritate me. So this is this is my way of kind of like doing the skit, slowing the album down, giving some breathing room for the listener uh, without actually doing the skit and kind of just, you know, sharing thoughts and ideas, you know, um, these lyrics and like you said like for me like you know i got into hip-hop because i love the lyrics Hmm. so you know that's the most important part to me you know beats are great you know production but i i enjoy writing lyrics and these are verses that i you know i thought fit within the context and theme of the of the album and um I just wanted to share them. Time slips and we regret time past. When we dig graves, crying, remembering we used to laugh. The legacy of grandparents and stories told. Thinking we never get old. Now we got our own grandkids to hold. Memories I, I, I want to go into another track, uh, you know, track number nine on the album. It's a, a extraordinary featuring uh, Blueprint. Maybe I'm hating, but the fame don't really mean a thing. Gotta confess, I'm more impressed by the little things. Could you just talk about how this track came about? Like, what's the story behind it? Sure. Um, I met Blueprint years ago through my friend and uh, fellow musician Paul Date. I was working as Paul's manager actually um, at the time, and Print was in town. Uh, they had toured together, Paul and. Uh, Blueprint, and uh, Blueprint was in town uh, with Atmosphere touring, and uh, I introduced myself because we had never actually met in person, so we connected that way at first, and we stayed in touch, uh, talked about doing some art, and you know, I'd wanted to do some, some album art for him, and we shared emails back and forth. Um, when we finally decided we were going to do a song together, and that he was actually going to you know, produce the beat, and the beat was right, I had to come up with a theme. And when you work with an artist like Blueprint, you know, you can't waste your time just doing your typical rap song, rapping about yourself or, you know, attacking other rappers. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something meaningful um, that could be played and enjoyed by any age group during any point in time. And um, so who's never fantasized about being a superhero? Right. That was like the the, fir- the first idea was like, all right, I want to do something, you know, that everyone can kind of connect with and relate to. And the idea actually really clicked after reading uh, one of Blueprint's blogs about how he helped this girl who got off the wrong bus and was lost. And at first mm-hmm. he was really hesitant. You know, he saw this person approaching him and she asked if he could, she could use the, his phone. And, you know, we're all kind of like preconditioned nowadays to not trust strangers and to be suspicious of people. But he actually went out of his way. He, you know, he let her use the phone. He, she got in touch with her mother who, you know, he had to wait with this girl while, you know, the mother came to pick her up because she was lost took some time to do that and he found out the girl was actually younger than he even thought i forget how, what her age was but it was a really powerful you know blog entry and it made me think about what regular people can do to help each other and make the world a better place and how we don't need superpowers uh, to be heroes or just be good people so his 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 blog and his writing and his experience really inspired the song on top of him producing the album so really like you know, he inspired the theme and i just kind of 
that direction, and, and he went to town with it. I love that track. Uh, speaking of which, do you have a favorite song on the album? I don't. That was your son's actual birth? It was. I had oh, the wow. recorder right there, you know, while my wife was giving birth. And, um, Wait, that was your wife? Yeah. She was the... <laughs> I, 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 I was I, the nurse. The nurse says, you know, baby boy born, you know, and, and and that's her talking, you know, my wife talking to my son. as You know, he's shivering like a little... Oh, wow. Little that's amazing. So, and actually, throughout the song, Juice took that, that audio from the birth, and he cut it up, and that's my son laughing and giggling and... and Cooing throughout the song, so that's actually you know he co-produced the song. What's the future of Willis, and how how can the audience uh, copy the album? Um, the album will be on iTunes and everywhere uh, digital music is sold on May 29th, Amazon and wherever else sells music. Um, and physical CDs will, will be available in, in select locations. Um, they can subscribe to my website, AdamWalenta.com, E-D-A-M-W-A-L-L-E-N-T-A. And they'll find links to where they can get the limited edition autograph CDs. Um, as for the future, I'm just really working hard on promoting this project. We've got basically one to two videos that we're trying to release every week for the next two months. Mm. Um, and getting all that done. And then we'll see if people want more from me. So uh, I don't have specific plans. I have lots of ideas in my head for albums and, and ideas, and you know, We'll see where that goes and if, if there's demand for it. But for now, I just want to you know, focus on family first and uh, spread the word that it's out there. Cool. And I appreciate you know you helping out doing this. The name of the album is Family First. The artist is Illis. Illis, thank you so much for joining us on The Library with Tim Heineke and Andy Don't Stop with Chuck D. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Welcome to the world, little man. Take daddy's hand. I'm here for you to help you understand. You're a gift of life. Wide eyes so bright, the light that shines like a star. Conceived in love. Believe you are a new branch on a tree. So tall, roots so deep, we can never ever fall. Together, stand strong. You need me, call. I'll be right there. You don't have to fear. Your mom and me together, we're right here. Never question the love we have for you. Never underestimate what we would do to protect you. Trust that we would never neglect you or let you get lost. No matter the cost, we'll provide for you. Sacrifice my life and die for you. Guide you through the love and the pain. Provide shelter through the cold and the rain. Inspire you to be all you can be. To reach for the stars and teach you to think. With love in your heart and an open mind. To be free to follow your destiny and time. And grow from a boy to a man. Still it never be too far to hold your hand. Stand by your side through thick and thin. Family first to the very end. Stand by your side through thick and thin. Family first to the very end. 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 I love you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.